Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and I am so excited that you're listening to our show today. It's brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. Go to rockauto.com to check out all of their great deals. On today's show, Candace Cooper is back with us. We talked to her last week to preview Duke and UNC football. She was there this past weekend, and she'll recap the game for us, our Blue Devils falling by a score of 38-7 to to the North Carolina Tar Heels. If you haven't done so already, follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils as we give you all the latest and greatest coverage about the Duke football team. All right, here we go on today's show again. Candace Cooper, the host of Locked on ACC, formerly of Locked on Tar Heels. A lot of great insight into everything going on in the world of Duke football after their loss to UNC. Without further ado, we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, Candace Cooper joins the show right here on Locked on Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can come up and win 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code Locked On, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize pick allows mixed sport entries as you can combine basketball, football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On Blue Devils in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Welcome back into Lockdown Blue Devils here today. I'm J.J. Jackson with Candace Cooper from Lockdown ACC back once again by popular demand. Last week went so well we had to bring her back. So, Candace, I appreciate the time. Welcome back. J.J., thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity to, of course, come back and talk about our two favorite schools. It was a game 
you know, that we didn't expect coming necessarily. I was really thinking that it was going to be a little closer than it was, but it's always good to give good nuggets from both sides. Yeah, I mean, you were there, so you got to see everything. As we talked about last week, that the spread was around that 18 number, and the final score ended up being 38-7. to So uh, much in control for North Carolina as they were able to win that football game. Uh, what was the atmosphere like, though? Before we get into the game and that sort of thing, uh, feet on the ground there on campus, what was the atmosphere like going into that football game? Of course, you know, it's a beautiful day. Everyone has that rivalry energy, and so it's always fun when you get to come in on literally one of the best kind of days for football. Not too hot. Sun's still out. It's not chilly. Don't need a jacket if you don't want it. And really, just everyone was just enjoying what experience, get the chance to experience football yet again in that old school fashion where you come, you enjoy it, you see your team win, and you get to go home and celebrate and have the rest of your afternoon. No doubt about that. I mean, look, we, we, we get to this game, and uh, obviously North Carolina and Duke is a classic one that everyone wants to watch. We talked about it being the first ACC game of the season for Duke and whether or not that would be an advantage or disadvantage uh, because North Carolina, it was their fourth conference game that they had already played this early into the season. When you think back to the start of the game, what were some of the biggest differences that you saw in that one? Yeah, you know, I think the I think it was all about wanting to step up from the Georgia Tech game, right? And I think if for Duke's sake, I think it was trying to prove that they could compete in the ACC. So I feel like both teams were having something to prove going into this matchup. And you know, for Carolina especially, trying to be the team that everyone claims that you are via media, you know, all the like. It was a big prove it from all sides of the all sides of the ball playing a complete game, and then for Duke, I really felt like it was defense can do a decent job, but it, I was expecting the Mateo Durant to kind of come out the gate and just like run all over Carolina's defense, and that just wasn't the case. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of interesting to look at that football game because uh, it being able to watch it myself and uh, obviously being able to follow your coverage there as you were inside the stadium for that one. Kind of back and forth at the start. Ty Chandler has the long 75-yard touchdown reception. Right. And Mateo Durant was running the football pretty effectively for Duke. They would just get to where the drive would stall out and then uh, have to throw the football. And that wasn't as working as successfully for the Blue Devils. And then Candace says, we know in football, as soon as you get behind, the first thing you do is run away from your running game because you try to throw the football to get back into it. So it's almost like Duke being deflated so early in that game was the reason Mateo Durant had to go out of it. His first 10 or so carries, he was averaging 10 yards a carry, and there was nothing North Carolina could do to stop him. But as soon as uh, North Carolina gained the lead and Duke had to fight back, then they start throwing the football more. It felt like, from my perspective, and they weren't able to get back in the game. Well, help me understand, because I think Mateo Durant is your bread and butter when it comes to this offense, so you got to go with what works. And I know Gunnar Holmberg has shown some promise, but at the end of the day, he hasn't shown enough to me to where I'm still not going with my guy, Mateo, right? Like, I'm still feeding him as much as possible. And then, you know, you saw flashes. You saw, you know, Calhoun step up and Bobo do decently. But at the end of the day, no, whenever I can do like a check down, whenever I can do the run game, I'm going with Mateo Durant. I think he was ready to eat. And he probably had some frustrations. So, of course, then you go to the play calling, which everyone was kind of trying to call out via Twitter, you know, in the socials and the likes, just saying, like, maybe there's some issues from decision-making that, you know, that obviously the players can't help. 
No, without a doubt. I mean, look, I would have kept giving the Mateo Durant the football. I'm just trying to make reason of, of why they didn't, because obviously there was some <laughs> disconnect between right. the coaching staff and, and sort of the game plan that they had going into it. And, and then it's a 7 nothing ball game. Gunnar Holmberg drops back to pass. Uh, his arm is hit. He fumbles, and North Carolina takes it back the other way. I think it was Trey Morrison who had mm-hmm. like a 60-plus yard fumble recovery to return. And watching it on television, it looked like that place just went nuts at that point, and all of a sudden it's 14 nothing, and uh, it really felt like Duke was deflated from that moment on. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things where Carolina doesn't exactly ha- – they're not the king of takeaways. And so whenever they can have an explosive energy-changing shift, they're going to do their best to like go for that. And so Trey Morrison getting that play and then just overall limiting themselves on penalties and getting, capitalizing on two turnovers from Duke is really what seals the fate. We talked about all season how Duke – had to take care of the football and any sort of mistakes are going to be costly for them. And Carolina is not known for capitalizing on cause on mistakes. So it was just like the tale of everything perfect happening for Carolina to get that win only because you kind of shot themselves in the foot, right? Not necessarily yeah. that Carolina went above and beyond. What did you think of Sam Howe? I think Sam had a decent day, right? I think he, it's some something where we have the expectation of him always being lights out and, from this season, I feel so bad for <laughs> him because I feel like it was what five five sacks on the day, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And you know, as much as you want, go, it's great he had 321 yards, but is he okay? We I heard some of the guys you know asking media post game like, what do you do to take care of yourself because you're going through a lot. Your offensive line is supposed to be seasoned, it's supposed to be mature, and yet. They're not protecting you the way that they should. You're having to rush way more than you would probably like. And you're just having – you're getting frustrated, but also to your receivers, right? How can you guys not get open enough? Is that separation a big issue? Or, you know, is it just simply Sam had some seriously good weapons last season and we're just not really giving credit to those guys? Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at Sweatblock. Sweatblock is doctor-created, doctor-recommended, and works for up to seven days per use. Dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It is featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters. You know that this is legit. A bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years with over 13,000 reviews manufactured right here in the USA. Sweatblock obviously helps folks that have trouble with the pit stains. Excessive sweating is something that not everyone loves to talk about, but Sweatblock is here to help you out. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action that you need here in 2021. With an updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Also use promo code Locked On From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're talking with Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC, formerly the host of Locked On Tar Heels and a Tar Heel herself, as we're breaking down 
the rivalry between Duke and North Carolina on the football field. Unfortunately for our Blue Devils, for the third consecutive year, the uh, victory bell is going to stay that ugly shade of blue. All right, so uh, let, let's keep moving <laughs> forward and talking about the second half, Candace, as obviously Duke goes into the locker room down 24 nothing. Uh, not a great place to be in. But first drive of the second half, an 80-yard yeah. touchdown pass to Jalen Calhoun, and you kind of felt like there was a little bit of life that came into uh, that Duke sideline. What was it like to be at the stadium in that moment when Duke scores for the first time? Absolutely. To me, it's like finally Duke is getting in, they're coming out, popping each other in their mouths. And if you think about Duke's game against Kansas last week, right, Kansas came out and scored in the second half of the game fairly quickly. So it was almost as if, all right, history is repeating itself. Someone's going to get back in the game, and maybe Duke will have the upper hand and keep that momentum going and fight a little bit harder. But as soon as, you know, it started, almost as soon as it fizzled out, Gunner was just not able to find those explosive plays and honestly catch UNC's defense slipping. But, you know, having the perfect game, I'm sure, was something that Carolina had the goal of. They just let one get away. But it also showed – Carolina's even still not perfect and still has a lot of work to do. What can this win do for North Carolina? I think it was a gimme win. Like, I think it was an expected win. I don't necessarily feel like I feel any differently about this Carolina team, right? I don't feel like, okay, they're really strong platoon, coastal. This is the one, like, that really showed me that more so than it was like, all right, an expectation. We're beyond, we have, we are beyond just saying, like, oh, you're, like, you're supposed to be Duke, uh, you know, pretty much a Duke that's still figuring itself out, right? You're supposed to win these games. If you don't, then there's a bigger question. You were supposed <laughs> to beat Georgia Tech, right? Like, I don't I don't know who that team was, and I think the fact that we're still trying to figure out Carolina's identity in, what, year three from Mac Brown says a lot because we should know by now and we should be rolling a little bit better than we are. All right, so Duke now gets ready for that Georgia Tech team that uh, took North yeah. Carolina to the Woodworks, 45-22, that final score. Uh, what do you? I mean, this game's being played at Wallace Wade in Durham. What do you think about this contest next week between Duke and Georgia Tech? Well, you know, the, you know Georgia Tech coming off a brutal beating from Pitt, putting up near 50 points against them. I, everyone right. said that Georgia Tech's defense was going to be the biggest challenge for the Panthers, and yet it wasn't at all. I think they got caught sleeping at the wheel and just, after coming off the high of beating Carolina, you know, you, you think you, you have to step up again, and they couldn't quite do that. So they're still trying to find consistency as well. They're coming in angry, right? But I also think a Duke team is coming in angry. They know they're offensively better than what they showed, and they get to play at home. So this is a time for – it'll be a crowd and energy vibe, right? Can fans come out in droves and really support their team in a good Coastal matchup, and then you know, in terms of how you just keep building, keep building, take it one game. They are literally a one game at a time type of team, and hopefully, you know, we see some step ups for offense, but the defense stays consistent because I think the defense did a decent job. It's just when you have a guy like Josh Downs on your field, it it makes it for a long day, right? <laughs> it yeah. just it was they didn't set them up for success, you know, ultimately. And then Ty Chandler, he's hot or cold, so he just happened to have a day, but. I think when you talk about Georgia Tech and the Yellow Jackets, can you stop Jeff Sims? Can you stop Jameer Gibbs? Can you keep hold them, you know, to not have an explosive ground game? Can you stop those explosive plays, take care of the football on Gunner's side? And I think you see a tighter game than a lot of people are expecting and maybe a, a win for Duke. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was going to say. This one is Georgia Tech favored by three and a half right now at the start of the week, and we'll see how that line shifts as we get closer to Saturday. But you do believe Duke has a chance in winning this one? Yeah, absolutely. I think Duke's just got to figure out how to really, you know, tighten up on tighten up on offense and give Gunner time to throw. And 
make sure the guy like Boa, again, I said, and Calhoun have a day. They're going to have to step up in big ways. But let's go with what we know. Mateo Durant should yeah. be fed at all times. I say that about Carolina and Javante Williams. Feed Javante and see Magic happen. You see Mateo, and I can almost guarantee good things are coming your way. Yeah, no, I, I figure if you were the offensive coordinator, Mateo Durant might carry the football <laughs> 50 times a game. I might be down for that, though. Let's see what uh, what kind of records he could do because, obviously, good things happen when he has the football. No doubt. First game this year, Mateo Durant didn't find the end zone. Candace Cooper is joining us here from Locked On ACC, uh, formerly the host of Locked On Tar Heels. And Duke played North Carolina this past weekend. Uh, a lot of trash talk in the rivalry. We've talked about this before, and uh, I saw this clip over the weekend and uh, shared it on the social media platform as well. But the New York Jets, Candace, as we know, have both <laughs> Michael Carter and Michael Carter II. Um, right. The same name, incredible. Uh, one went yeah. to Duke, one went to North Carolina, as we've talked about a whole lot. And they were asked to kind of preview the rivalry. And North Carolina's Michael Carter said that 2020 was no different for Duke when they had no fans because Duke football's just used to playing in a no-fan stadium. And I said, you know Ooh, what? That's one of the best. <laughs> that's one of the most savage lines I've heard before. Uh, you know, it really is. I hate to say it. Like, for me, as a media person, the reason I like low crowds is because I can go home, get home a lot faster, right? <laughs> Traffic is really light. But when you're talking about energy and like teams need that. Like there's no denying that kids play a lot better when they're in front of – that's why you go to a Power 5 school. And so hopefully, you know, after seeing the Carolina loss and how handily it was, you can have Coach Cutcliffe cut say a couple nice things and then really encourage the fans to come on two Saturday's games, I think it's going to be a decent showing, right? When you step up and play these coastal rivals, you obviously always have a chance to win because you never know who's showing up. Yeah, I, I just had to tip my cap to Michael Carter when he said that. I was like, you know what? <laughs> game recognized game. That was pretty good. Uh, we definitely have to step it up, but that's what we've been preaching here on Lockdown Blue Devils. All right, so uh, I want to get you to, to get voice your opinion on this before we uh, get out of here today. Here we are. Five or six weeks into the college football season, Clemson has been the story in the ACC for years and years and years, it feels like. But in, in your eyes, Candace, at this point in the year, who are the two teams that you're most impressed with? Man, I will honestly say out of the Coastal, I'm picking Pitt to see in Charlotte in December. I think they are looking just very lethal. Now, I'd say that and also saying that nobody else has shown me that they can contend with a guy like Kenny Pickett defensively. No, Coastal defense shows me that. But for the Atlantic, I honestly feel like it's NC State, but it's going to be a big challenge to see if they can beat Wake Forest on November 13th. If they can do that, I pretty, I'm pretty sure it's all Wolfpack. But you can't discredit the kind of you know record that Wake has right now. And they looked good Saturday against Louisville. So I'm saying NC State and Pitt. But that, that's some asterisk yeah. we always know here in the ACC. I love it. I love it. All right, well, as soon as people get done listening to this, go check out Locked on ACC because Candace and I have our weekly conversation over there. But kind of give us a rundown of what the week looks like on Locked on ACC, Candace, if people have never listened to your podcast before. No doubt. So Monday and Tuesday, we recap the week that we had. And then on Wednesday, we provide you with power rankings with Locked on Boston College and A.J. Black. Thursday, Friday is full of week previews. So we get you ready with all the teams, their various games, and how we can set you up from a betting perspective if you are into that sort of thing. So it's strongly encouraged that you listen every single day. We try to make it fun, keep it light. J.J. is always a great time. So make sure you guys 
tune in. And I really appreciate, again, you, JJ, having yeah. me on here. Love talking shop with you anytime. Well, Candace, I appreciate it myself. Thank you again for doing this. We'll talk soon, okay? No doubt. All right, that's Candace Cooper joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. That was Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC joining us here on today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Always love her insight. She was there at the Duke and UNC football game this past weekend. Follow her on Twitter at Candace D. Cooper for awesome stuff. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to follow and subscribe. Locked on Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.